Welcome to today's episode where Bonnie Roney, fellow dietitian boss, is the guest host. She'll be interviewing fellow dietitian bosses all around the world and inspiring you to take action and turn your business into a six-figure business starting from scratch. Haley is a registered dietitian nutritionist who was born and raised in Minnesota. She helps expecting mamas live a healthy, feel-good pregnancy by helping them manage morning sickness, nausea, and weight gain. After Haley's dietetic internship, she began her career with the Women and Children program, which is where she fell in love with helping expecting mamas achieve a healthy pregnancy. After seeing hundreds of expecting mamas, she started to see a pattern that they were coming into their appointments with confusion, they were scared and misinformed about how to apply what they had been told at their doctor appointment to eating to achieve a healthy pregnancy along with how they could simply change what they were eating to help them manage the symptoms they were experiencing. As an expecting mama herself, Haley knows how hard it can be. Haley formally spent hours searching support groups, Instagram, and Google trying to figure out how to start her pregnancy journey shortly after her and her husband discussed when they were going to start their family. Haley figured with the knowledge she gained with working with thousands of expecting moms, preparing for this would be a breeze. Though to her surprise, her searches only led her to all kinds of conflicting and confusing information on preconception nutrition, when to stop birth control, nutrients birth control depletes, how long it would take for her to get pregnant, And Haley began to worry that she should have started planning sooner. So Haley acted and began using her research skills to compile the latest up-to-date information, figuring out it didn't need to be this complicated. Now Haley simplifies nutrition information to help expecting mamas understand how to eat to have a healthy baby. In addition, Haley helps them manage morning sickness, nausea, and avoid unnecessary weight gain to achieve a healthy feel good pregnancy. Well, welcome, Haley. I am so excited to chat with you today. Hi, Bonnie. (laughs) I'm excited for chatting with you as well. Thank you for sharing so much about your own personal journey towards pregnancy. So I'm really excited to dive in deep and learn more about how you started your own private practice to help other women going through the same things that you did. Yes. So can you tell us where did you start in your business and where are you now? So I started pursuing my private practice on my own as I started working with the Women, Infant, and Children program. And then as my career advanced, I became less one-on-one with clients in my full-time position and started really missing that one-on-time that I had with mamas in the past. And so I knew I needed to get back to helping expecting mamas just because that is such a passion of mine. And so I started pursuing a, my own private practice, but I, where I started was searching for knowledge on how to pursue a private practice. As you know, from with your same background that in the dietetic, you know, in your education, it's definitely not something that they prepare you for. And so it became a huge learning curve. And, and I really realized during that journey of looking at a bunch of materials and everything that I really um, had a lot of voids that I felt that only working with someone could provide me with. And mm-hmm. so I reached out to Libby and started 
her group program. And now that I'm in her group program, it's a lot different. When I did it on my own, you know, I was so focused on like, I need a website. I need all these like almost like checks and balances in place before I can start or I felt equipped to start. And now really working on her in her group program has really shown me that it doesn't have to be that complicated. (laughs) And she's really simplified that pathway for me. And so now I still have a website, but I like, I keep it up to date. But other than that, I'm really on Instagram all the time. And I really just focus on that one platform. And so, yeah, that's kind of a summary of where I was and where I am now. I mean, my energy is definitely being a lot more focused onto one platform versus like 10 different platforms. <laughs> I love it. And I couldn't agree with you more with how you said we're not really taught all of these business skills in school. You know, it's not something that we as dietitians are taught. So I think it's great that you went from trying to do it on your own, which is very overwhelming to simplifying your process by getting help from someone like Libby, who can help pave the way and simplify things so that you're not spreading yourself too thin on too many platforms or not knowing what to do to build your business. So I think that's huge. And I couldn't agree more that you don't need to have things like a website necessarily to get started and get started selling. I mean, people really like to see you on Instagram and they like to communicate with you there. And I think that by utilizing that platform in and of itself, I mean, that's really all you need to get started with for private practice. It's so true. I was, I was so thin and like really didn't have a strategy on any of the platforms, just wanted to be present on all the platforms. Um, And as I've learned that that's not effective (laughs) or efficient. (laughs) Yeah, it's just overwhelming. So thank you for sharing what you've learned there. Can you share with us, you know, I know in your bio, we talked about your niche, but can you help explain more about who you help specifically and the type of clients that you work with? Yeah, so I work with expecting mamas and more specifically first-time mamas who are just like navigating just this unknown space of being pregnant. They are dealing with a lot of pregnancy symptoms, so that's where that morning sickness, nausea comes in, and then they're really having a hard time with that mindset shift of that weight gain that comes along with it. They're more specifically active women pre-pregnancy that you know want to continue being active during their pregnancy as well, but with dealing with the symptoms and just a lot of times with where they were prior, pregnancy really throws them for a loop. And so I really help those mamas start with shifting their mindset on how to really adapt during their pregnancy, along with helping them know what is it that they need to be doing nutrition wise and that to be able to have that feel good pregnancy versus dealing with those symptoms. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. And did, did you say that you help first time pregnant mamas? Yes. Okay. And is that where you started out in your niche or did that change over (laughs) time at all? Uh, That definitely changed over time. My niche probably started as like general woman's health on like just posting on different topics that as like a dietitian I knew were misunderstood by just like family, friends, coworkers, eavesdropping on, you know, random conversations that you hear when you're at like a restaurant or something (laughs) like that. You know, I feel like dietitians just their ears kind of perk up when nutrition topics come up and 
now, then I started really diving in deep to who was it like during my career. And I started working on Libby's workbook, which is that great free resource that you can have. I was very excited when she came out with that. And so I really started, I mean, that's what you hear in everything is like niche down, niche down, like all that stuff. So I really started reflecting on who was it that I most enjoyed working with along with like, where did I see that need from just the experience that I had? And so that's when it became to expecting moms and then really just noticing that those first time moms are really in a need to kind of figure this out because they're the ones that haven't had any experience in this. So they have nothing to compare it to or to know, is this normal? Is this not? So it really has evolved over time and it's just gotten more and more specific as, you know, I continue to learn that space and to market research who is in that space as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I love your reflections with niching down and going from trying to market to women's health in general to getting a little bit more clear and helping first time moms navigate the waters of everything that goes on with their their first pregnancy. So thank you for sharing all of that. And do you have any tips for the listeners on how to effectively build the no like and trust factor? I really feel that you just have to like show up like every day and really you have to just like get out of your own comfort zone. So that's where I say like you got to like put yourself out there and just do things and be yourself like while you're doing it because People want to get to know you. I mean, when you show up and you give them, you show them truly who you are, they get to know you. And then as they get to know you, they trust you. And as they get to trust you, then they begin to like you. You know, it just all comes with that and engage with them. And as all as dietitians, we all are super sincere. We all really care about what we're doing. And so making sure like your audience sees that and like those individuals know that too. So like engage with them, talk with them, be vulnerable with them, and just really like spend time making time to show up and connect with them. Yeah, absolutely. Are there ways that you found that are most effective for showing up and putting yourself out there like you mentioned? Yeah, I tend to like to, like I push myself to show up on my story every day. That has always kind of been you know, sometimes we feel like, oh, I just need a break from social media, but you gotta have to like dig into yourself and show up anyway. But also like sending messages to people just to, when I get new followers, a lot of times, especially in the past, I would reach out to them and, and just ask them like, what brought them to my page? What was going on? What were their struggles? Like, how could I genuinely like talk with them and just get to know them and build that no like trust factor there and just do it as like a person who wants to get to know them. And so I feel like that gave me a lot of information. And then also like with showing up on stories, putting polls out there and responding to those and reaching out to the people who respond to them, just so you can get into a little bit of a deeper dive on like what's going on and also make that personal connection. and. I'll tell you from like doing that, they're so surprised that someone's reaching out to them. 
and they think I would say 90% of them thank me for like taking the time out of my day to just personally reach out to them. Right. So it sounds like you have a lot of strategy in place when it comes to utilizing your social media platform on Instagram to build that no like and trust factor, whether it's showing up on your stories daily, which I couldn't agree more. I think that's one of the most important things we can do to build that no like and trust factor because then they see that you're a human being, they learn about your personality, and you know that's a lot different than just a static photo on an Instagram feed. So it's so important to show up on your stories and just by reaching out to people and communicating with them or through polls. I love all of the strategy that you have in place. Now, has this strategy, has that helped you grow your business with using social media? Yeah, because it has helped other people refer, like people refer to me. It's also just been like, I might talk to a mom when she's first expecting and then, you know, she may not feel that she is in need of anything at that point in time. And then as her pregnancy goes on, you know, then she reaches back out and really, you know, I just want mamas to know that I'm a resource for them and that I'm there for them. And so I feel like it has really helped me like be able to help me with my content creations along with really get to know the people that I'm striving to want to build a community for and wanting to build my platform to serve. And so I really do think it like continues to show me what is actually on mama's minds versus like what I think is on their minds. Yeah. (laughs) That's important to reassess at all points throughout business, um, keeping your ideal client first and creating content for them. Because I agree, you know, we have ideas in our own mind about what we think our audience and our ideal client might like to see, but in actuality, it does not always align with what they actually do want to see. Yes. And getting away from like all those terms that you believe people understand, as Libby likes to put it, those clinical terms and actually getting it into terms that people are using who don't have a dietetic background is super important for them to understand your content. Right. And um, also for them to connect with you and understand what your message is that you're trying to let them know about. So. Absolutely. Do you have any examples of clinical terms that you had maybe tried to use before that you were able to reword into terms that resonated more with your ideal client? Oh gosh, you know, if Libby was here right now, she probably would pull out probably like a whole bag of them. I'm trying to think as I work so hard to <laughs> not use them anymore. But I feel that Like even with morning sickness and nausea, it's hard because, yeah, I'm just, I'm not in that mindset anymore. That's good. That's good. (laughs) If you had any on the top of your mind, but I agree. Like how you had mentioned morning sickness and nausea, even just taking those terms and explaining like how it feels. So tying emotion to it, I think is really helpful instead of just resorting to clinical terms and not saying, okay, well, how did that make you feel? Like, did it make you feel sick or embarrassed or uncomfortable, you know, and identifying those emotions to connect with your ideal client. And can you share with us, you know, it sounds like you really evolved over time. So how did your Instagram feed look when you first started out compared to how it looks now? Well, it kind of goes back to like, you know, at first I was all about kind of just like 
general women's health. And so I was really just creating content like I had kind of mentioned before that was just things that like I had heard and been and just thought in my mind going, that's not right. Like you don't need to avoid egg yolks. Like those types of things where I'd make posts about. And then now it's very specific and very driven by the mamas I work with along with the mamas who are on my platform and very much more strategized. There's a lot that goes into it. It's no more like about, I feel like I, at the beginning, you know, I was so, and I feel like a lot of people are like this, like we get so caught up on the likes on all of our posts and there's so many more metrics that I didn't even understand, right? So there's a lot that goes into behind the scenes on that, you know, on that strategy on what content gets created and how it gets created. And I'm so grateful to be part of a group program because it's, I mean, the feedback I get from those ladies and the support that I get from those ladies also, you know, does drive the content. And so I feel like, you know, I'm not just posting like random nutrition information anymore to really focusing on like, what does a first time mama want to know and what does she need to know and how can I use client stories and their experiences and that to really bring in emotion versus just giving facts and statistics and research articles. (laughs) I agree. And I do think it's really easy to get caught up in the vanity metrics like likes and those aspects of Instagram. But at the same time, like you said, there's so much more to look at to see if your content is resonating with your ideal client. So with that being said, do you have a process for creating Instagram content now that you're not so caught up in the likes, you're more caught up in what content is resonating with your ideal client? Yeah, it's been completely different. You know, you keep track of all the different metrics and you're paying attention to, I feel like I pay more attention to like, what does the engagement look like come from that post? What does you know, like discovery calls, or for a better word, calls with prospective clients look like that kind of stuff, the number of comments, just like the behind the scenes stuff that, and I feel like I'm still learning how to adjust my content based off of a lot of those metrics too, but I definitely understand it, you know, 10 times more than I used to. So, I mean, I review those metrics on a weekly basis and really use that to drive what comes out two weeks. I feel like I used to do like almost like a day by day content (laughs) creation. And now I have like, since I have a strategy, content creation is a lot easier. I would say that it might also be the fact that, you know, you get used to it too. But at the same time with having like a strategy, it's easier to plan out a little bit more. I'm still only planning out a week to two ahead of time, but it becomes a lot easier to kind of do all that when you're looking at certain metrics and figuring out how to go about doing that and having a strategy on all kinds of different things. (laughs) Having a strategy in place is so important. And I love how you said that now you create content for a week or two weeks at a time. Because, you know, in business, it's so helpful to batch task things. And I know that this is something that Libby talks about a lot. And it just helps with your schedule to do it like that instead of every day going back and creating a new post and then writing the caption and 
it, that all really takes a lot of time if you're breaking it up like that. Yeah. And it's, it's stuff that you didn't really even know that was going on behind the scenes. I feel like I've been in like impressed by like other dietitians that I know that are being, that are super successful with their online platforms because now I know more of what goes on behind the scenes than I ever thought was ever happening previously. <laughs> yeah, there's so much strategy that comes into it, you know, and looking at social media as a business, not a hobby, I think that really changes the game for it when you look at it. So it makes sense to have strategy behind it because it is a business, it's how we market. So I love that reflection. And so right now for all of the listeners um, who are tuning in while we are recording this, we are chatting during the COVID-19 pandemic. So I'm not sure when it's going to air, but at this time, that's what's going on in life. So Haley, how do you stay motivated and moving forward during this different time? Honestly, I would say like the clients, my mamas, like they keep me motivated just when you do what, like when you're doing something you love, it's, it's so easy to get wrapped up in just the passion you have. I mean, I walk out of calls with my mamas rejuvenated and just inspired by their stories and their experiences and their progress that it just fills me up. And honestly, the mamas that follow me too, you, I mean, the messages you get in your DMs, just like, thanking you for your platform and thanking you for the information that you get. And I mean, the mamas I'm serving, like they're having like their first pregnancy and they, they deserve also to have someone that can help them like during this unknown time while they're going through having to navigate, not having the pregnancy that they have always dreamed and pictured. And so the least I can do is keep showing up, keep educating them, keep helping them and having someone for them to know that will support them and help them be held accountable for them having like that healthy pregnancy, even when they're struggling during this time of navigating everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. So it sounds like, you know, the, the women that you work with are the, your motivating factor. So that's mm -hmm. wonderful to hear. Thanks for sharing all that. And can you walk us through or just share with us how you've used Instagram to sell and market your nutrition coaching services? Yeah. So whether it's a post or a story, I really use Instagram to show my followers what I'm helping mamas achieve. So I use it to show how their pain points can be solved by working with me since I have the information and the knowledge that will help them have a feel good, healthy pregnancy. And so I really just tie in the emotions that my mamas are already expressing to me that they're having by working with me, um, whether it's in my posts or my stories. And I just be transparent and share that on my platform so other mamas can see it and be inspired also too by the mamas I'm working with. To then, you know, be inspired to want to have what they have to then sign up to have like a call with me. And then we have a call and I listen to what's going on with their pregnancy and then talk to them about how can I help them? Like how can what the knowledge that I've gained after all this time and 
I wouldn't say that you, if you're like a beginner RD that you need to have all this time, don't want that misconception going out there, but just really showing them how the knowledge, even from what you've gained in your university experience, you know, into your work experience and that, and just be in the position that I am in and had all this time with working with expecting moms, like how I can help just solve what's going on with them with the knowledge that I have about mm-hmm. nutrition and how it's impacting their pregnancy and can impact those hormones that are going crazy during this time. <laughs> yeah. So you look at their problems, their pain points, and then you solve them for your ideal client. So that's great. I love that. And do you have any tips or advice for someone who's just starting out? Yeah. So kind of, I alluded to this just a second ago. Uh, don't get caught up in the fact that like you have to know it all because as we all know, like we work in the field of nutrition that is ever evolving and changing. And so like just getting started and know that, yeah, I know it's scary. It was scary for me. It was something I sat and thought about for a long time before I actually acted upon it. Mm -hmm. And I wish I would have just started and like there'll be ups and downs and really during those downs, just push through it, have someone that inspires you find podcasts that inspire you and just know that there is so much information out there. But I promise that like, as you start, you'll learn as you go, then which in turn will just show you what you need to invest in possibly, or what you need to like be able to keep growing and keep chasing like the dreams that you have. And so Really, at the end of the day, I would say, like, just start. You owe it to yourself to just give it a give it a shot and see what happens. And I think you'll be surprised on the outcome you'll get. Yeah, and I, I agree. I feel like dietitians are kind of known for wanting to get a lot of certifications and keep continuing their education to learn more or feel more ready to do nutrition coaching or things like that. But I think that the most important thing, like you said, is to just get started because what you learn in the process is really helpful in your journey. I mean, I know for me personally, I have learned more than I ever did in school about coaching and helping women just from my own personal experience of actually getting out there and doing it, even though I felt like I wasn't ready. Yeah. And if, I mean, if you say open about just learning in general, like the people you work with will teach you so much if you allow them to and you just listen to them and take it as them trying to make you better at what you're doing and use that to then drive how you move forward with taking on a private practice. Mm-hmm. That is great. Thank you for sharing all of that great advice for anyone who is considering just going ahead and getting started. So Haley, it's been really great chatting with you. What is next for you in your business? You know, I wish I could give you a solid answer on that, but I am still in the process of, you know, figuring that out right now. My sole focus is really to keep being that person for the mamas I'm working with and to continue to working with more mamas and then really to actually let those mamas drive what my next business decision is based off of trying to figure out what is it that I can provide more to them. So just like I said, letting them tell me what I'm missing on giving them, which sounds like a very big, scary word, but allowing them to say that and then listening to them and responding. I, I want that to be the next step 
but I don't want to get too caught up in that next step because I'm still in that learning process. And that's kind of, it's just part of the game of growing a private practice. (laughs) I agree. And what you learn from what you're doing right now is so valuable. And I love how you're going to let the women you serve guide you and tell you what to do next in your business based off what they need. So again, putting your ideal client first. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Haley, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. It's been really wonderful. So thank you so much for sharing all of your amazing expertise and takeaways. Thank you, Bonnie. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.